You're listening to a message from Impact Student Ministry, a middle and high school-oriented production of The Summit Church. Hey guys, how are y'all? There's a bunch of y'all tonight. That's awesome. That's awesome. All right, so first things first. How many of you have decided, I'm going to kick the tires, I'm going to see about following God, see what it looks like? How many of you? Go ahead and raise your hand. That's fine. There's a few of you. So how many of you are like, I don't know. I don't know what it looks like. I don't want to make that kind of a commitment until I know kind of what it looks like. Yeah. Thank you for your honesty. Appreciate that. (laughs) Okay. So I'm a Christian. Some of you have decided you were a Christian. Now what? What's that going to look like next? Do you look like this face? Go to the next slide. (laughs) Is that, what am I supposed to do now, right? What am I supposed to do now? Okay. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. So maybe the first thing you did, maybe you got baptized. Maybe you chose baptism. That's a cool thing. That's a cool thing. Jesus did that. That was something that Jesus did. How many of y'all have been baptized? Cool, cool, cool. So it says in Luke, when all the people were being baptized, Jesus was baptized too. So he did that. So that's a cool thing, right? So Jesus' instructions to us on how to live this life, how to do this thing, one of the things that he tells us is this. In Matthew 5, 14 through 16, it says, You are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Now, I never really noticed that cannot be hidden before. So let me ask you this. If you've ever told somebody that you were a God follower, can you, like, take that back? It's kind of hard to take that back, right? That cannot be hidden, I found was really interesting because once you tell somebody you're a Christian, guess what? They're going to look at you like you're a Christian. So you're actions are going to kind of reflect that. It's just something to think about. Cannot be hidden. The other thing that it talks about in this verse, it says, neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on a stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. All right, guys, we're going to do something, okay? Can you take the lights down? Real low. Now, when it's real dark, it doesn't take much light, right? So if it was really dark in this room, and I wanted light, I would turn on this light, and then the next thing I would do is that, right? Is that what I would do? That does not make any sense at all, does it? So that's not what we do. When we decide to be light, we're going to be light. You can bring the lights back up. So, what does it mean to be light? What do you think it means to be light? Talk to me. To be happy, that's one thing. I'm going to come down, okay? And try not to walk out of my shoes. All right. So, what's the other thing about being light? To not be sad all the time. Not be sad all the time. Anybody else? I see somebody. 
Um, to do the good so others will reflect that and then they'll reflect it on to other people. There you go, to do good so that, uh, so that it reflects on other people, right? Because light reflects, does it? Right. Anybody else? Any opinions? You got one? Ooh, 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 ooh. Be kind. Be kind. That's a way to be light. I'm raising my hand. To be happy. To be happy. All right, all right. Okay, so we actually have a few instructions on how to be light. We're going to talk about some of those. The Bible has one. (laughs) To motivate people to do the right thing. Yay, Lila motivates me. Okay, so some of the ways that we can be light. We can be happy. We can serve. Why does being light honor God? What does it make? Does it make God look good? Yeah? What you got? Perfect. Perfect. Woohoo! Good answer, good answer. So one of the things that we can do, it says in um, 1 Peter 4.10... We can serve and give, okay? One of the things that says, each of you has been blessed with one of God's many wonderful gifts to be used in the service of others. So use your gifts well. So, okay, I'm going to come back down. Somebody give me something really unusual that you know how to do. Um, Make green beans. You can make green beans. Green beans and pickles. Awesome. Okay. If I rub my back against a wall, you can hear my spine. Hmm. I don't really know how God can use that, but we'll figure it out. However, I'm going to use green beans and pickles as an example, and then I'll get to some others, okay? Green beans and pickles. Can you cook for people? Yeah. Can you serve people by cooking for them, right? Absolutely. Okay, what's something else? I play my trumpet. You can play your trumpet. Absolutely. You can play in an orchestra. You can play to just entertain somebody and make somebody happy, right? All right. What's next? <laughs> I can stick my leg over my head. You can stick my leg over my head. I don't really know how God could use sticking your, head, your leg through your head, but I don't know. We can maybe figure out something out. Um, uh, I can cross one eye, but the other one is, like, straight. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know. We'll figure it out, though. <laughs> one more. I can be smart and stupid at the same time. Smart and stupid at the same time. I can, I can move my thumb like this. It's not a... <laughs> okay, okay. All right. So some of the things that are talents we might not actually be using to serve God. I don't really know. Maybe we can figure out something. We never know. But we can serve. We can give. One of the things I want you all to know is that even as folks who may not make a lot of money, you can give. There are ways to give. You can do food drives. You can give money when you get a birthday bonus, whatever. You can do that kind of stuff too. But even more importantly, you can give of your time. You can give of your time. You can give of your talents, cooking green beans and pickles, those kinds of things. You can do that stuff. In fact, at the end of tonight, we're going to maybe give you some opportunities to do those kinds of things, all right? So one of the other things we can do is invite. 
I have this picture here of Miss Casey because when Casey first came, she was just kind of sitting in with our small group, her mom and me, and she found out pretty quickly that she liked it. So her mom invited her to serve and to do some cool things. And Casey has done that. She's done that. She's done some really neat things. So question, are you here because somebody invited you? I bet there's a few yeses. Yeah? Yeah, bet there's a few yeses. All right, so one of the next things we could do is small groups. Where you are right now, right? Small groups. What do you like about your small group? They're nice and they're funny. They're nice and they're funny. All right. Where's another mic? Where's that mic? Let's come over here. What do you like about your small group? My best friend is in it. Your best friend's in it? That's awesome. Our small group is chaotic. Your small group is chaotic. Okay. Our small group is fun to be around. Your small group is fun. Okay. I finally made friends. I like it. I like it. We get off topic, but we get stuff done. That's all right. That's all right. That happens sometimes. Okay, I got a couple more, and then I'm going to read a Bible verse, okay? I like the fact that when we can't fall asleep at camp, we sing I Want It That Way at 3 a.m. <laughs> that works. That works. We show love and kindness. You show loving kindness. I like that. I like that. Okay, so there's a Bible verse, Ecclesiastes 4, 9 through 12. Okay, so I'm going to actually look, up, look this one up on my phone because it's a little bit long. I'm using version. If you've never used version before, it's really a fantastic thing to use. Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you all a test. Does anybody know if the Ecclesiastes is in the Old Testament or the New Testament? Oh, oh, oh. It's what? It's in the Old Testament. <laughs> Old Testament. Okay. So, so it says in Ecclesiastes 4, listen to me. You are better to have a friend than to be all alone because you'll have more enjoyment out of what you earn. That kind of means you'll have more enjoyment for your work, okay? If you fall, your friend can help you up. I'm going to pause on this for just a minute. I have a friend who is, I'm going to mention her a couple of times, but one of the things I'm going to mention is this particular moment in history. I have a friend, Angela Color. Angela, she's my very good friend. Okay, so we used to run together, and I hurt my knee really badly. And we were running one day, and I stopped. My knee wouldn't even swing forward. I couldn't do anything. I was just standing in the middle of the running path. And Angela was running with me. And she saw that I stopped, and she said, what's wrong? I said, I can't move. And we're on this running path, and she runs 
to go get her car. She finds a way to bring her car to me, and she loads me into the car and takes me home. And honest to goodness, I don't know what I would have done without Angela. I really don't. I would have been stuck. Yes, give it up for Angela. <laughs> okay, so, all right, so the next part of this verse says, but if you fall without having a friend nearby, you are really in trouble. As the saying goes, a rope made of three strands is hard to break. What do you think that means? Have you ever tried to break just one string? Pretty easy, right? But what if you braid three strings together? A little bit harder to break, isn't it? Yeah, that's what that means. We need each other. We need each other. We need our small groups. I want y'all to know that. You need your small groups. The people that are with you in here and later on in life, and your small group might not be just the people that are in your small group right here, but maybe you have created your own small group, people that mean something to you, people that you know you can count on, um, people that you collect to take care of you and pray for you and think of you. Um, I'm looking at Nick because Nick is somebody that I have collected. I love having Nick in my small group. So think about your small groups and what they mean to you. And that's something that's a really important thing, small groups. Um, this next one, read your Bible. Why? Why should you read your Bible? Y'all give me some reasons why you think. I'm going to come down again. Why should you read your Bible? Um, to get closer to God. Excellent. Get closer to God, okay? To learn more about him. To learn more about him. To learn more about him. Okay, I'm coming, I'm coming. To educate. To educate. To educate. <laughs> to spread the love of Jesus. Spread the love of Jesus. I like it. You want to go on that side? Awesome. It teaches valuable lessons. It teaches valuable lessons. Wisdom, right? To be closer to Jesus. Yeah. To get to know God better. To get to know God better. To tell him you understand. To tell you he, to tell him you understand. Oh, that's a good one. I like your shoes. <laughs> They're clear. To like get to know, like understand it better. Yeah. That's a good reason. That's a good reason. All right. So, one of the things it says in Ephesians is we have we read the Bible for armor. We think that means armor. What do you think? Protection. Protection. The Bible can do a lot of things. The Bible can help give us wisdom. James even says, um, if you lack wisdom, ask. God will give it to you. But the Bible also gives us, hmm, if we're struggling with something, whatever that is, if you read things in the Bible, sometimes God will use his words through the Holy Spirit to comfort you, to give you wisdom, to give you instruction, to make you think hard about something that you're struggling with. Um, and sometimes it won't even, it'll come out of nowhere. 
man, that's the Holy Spirit. Sometimes you're just reading the Bible, and it's like, oh, I've been struggling with that, and God spoke to me through that. So that's a cool thing about the Bible. The one thing we don't want to use the Bible for is to show off, um, to use it to be mean. That's not what we use the Bible for. I heard a couple of these um, nice young ladies and a couple of gentlemen say, to get to know God better. Relationship. Can you go to that next slide? Yeah. Again, this is my, this is my adventure Barbie friend. Angela and I do a lot of crazy things together. A lot of crazy things together. But here's what I know about Angela. We've spent a lot of time together. And so I know things about her. I know fun things. I know sweet things. I know the things that make her sad. I know the things that make her really happy. I know the things that stress her out. But the reason we know each other so well is because we spend time together. God wants us to stop, spend time with them, not just so that, um, not just so that we can memorize a Bible verse, but so that we kind of get a better idea of who He is. Um, and that leads us to a prayer. We pray for ourselves. We pray for other people. We pray for help. But did you know we also pray? We also pray to learn more about ourselves. Sometimes when we pray, it's not that God doesn't know what we need. He does. He knows what we need. But sometimes when we pray, it becomes a little clearer what we want. And sometimes that's good and sometimes that's bad. Sometimes you start praying for something and you listen to yourself and you go, oh, that's really selfish. <laughs> that is an awful thing to pray for. Other times you start praying and you and your idea gets a little clearer. Your, your want gets a little clearer. You start to really understand what it is you truly are praying for. Am I praying for a boyfriend or am I praying for companionship and a friendship? Am I praying for success or am I praying for money? Am I praying for strength or am I praying for things to go my way? Um, Sometimes when we pray, we get those questions answered just by praying, just by talking to God about it. So this little thing that I brought tonight is just some basics. Um, so many times we, we do that thing. We, we walk down an aisle or we raise our hand in the middle of a message or we get baptized, and then we think that's done. I did my thing, right? I'm finished. How many, um, how many leaders could agree with me that at one point or another in our life, we thought that. Yeah, we thought that. I did that thing, and so I guess I'm saved, right? I'm done. And you're not. There's lots to do, but that's what makes it an adventure, guys. That's what makes it fun. If we just did that one thing, well, that's not much of an adventure, is it? I mean, what kind of a hike is five minutes I mean, is that any kind of hike? No, that's not any fun. That's not any fun. What kind of a road trip is two minutes down the road? That's not much of a road trip, is it? No. All right, so that's part of adventure. So go to the next slide. 
So what's next for you? What do you think is next for you? Is it baptism? Is it serving or giving? Is it inviting? Do you need to invite somebody? So there's a verse in Acts, and Philip is one of the disciples or apostles of, of Jesus, and he's walking, and he sees a, um, a guy from the queen's army, and he is sitting in his chariot, and he's reading from the scriptures. And Philip looks at him, and he goes, do you understand what you're reading? It's a simple question, right? Do you understand what you're reading? And the guy, the, this, he's kind of a big deal. He's like a powerful guy. And he goes, how can I if nobody will explain it to me? So I think that's something that we should think about. That's a very current conversation. You see somebody struggling, trying to figure out what this God thing is. Well, ask them. Do you understand what you're talking about? Do you understand what you're learning about? Um, and the guy might say, well, how can I? Unless somebody talks to me about it, right? So that's just kind of a cool thing to think about. So as we're looking at our next step, inviting, being more involved in your small group, learning how to read your Bible, learning how to pray, those are some things that we can do for next steps, all right? So... We're going to close in prayer. I'm going to pray for you guys, and then we're going to do something a little bit different after this, okay? All right, are you ready? All right. Father, thank you so much for this night. Thank you for an opportunity to maybe go over some basics that might let us uh, think a little bit more clearly on what we need to do. What is the thing that is next for us? Um, I pray for each and every person here, whether they've decided to follow Christ or not. I pray for the ones who have not quite decided that yet. That's okay. I just want them to know that there's some people here that are perfectly willing for them to come to us with the hard, sticky questions, the ones that don't sound very nice because we're okay to handle that. You're okay to handle that. I pray for the next steps, that those next steps might be something that they enjoy because again it's an adventure our life with you is an adventure and it's something fun so be with us tonight and just help us to finish out this evening strong and enjoy our time together with our small groups in jesus name amen thanks for listening if you would like to get more information on impact student ministry or the summit church visit us online at thesummitchurch.net